Actually, today we are going to be recording um, one of the final episodes for this season, and we are face to face. We're currently at Kema's house. We're face to face. This is a bit weird, right? Like, yeah, like I can touch her. <laughs> She can poke me. Um, it's actually really nice. I think it's very different to online. It's like yeah. I can look at you and see your expressions and interact. And- interact. It's much more organic. And the reason why we're doing a face-to-face recording today is because we're talking about our parents. Yeah, today's episode is called "Parents Are Human Too." Mm. Yeah, we wanted to do this episode to kind of create a conversation about, you know, as we're transitioning into adulthood, how do we navigate the change in our relationships with our parents? I know that has something been that has been a challenge for both of us and. Actually, like for many people that I know, mm. um, so I guess we want to discuss kind of like what challenges we have faced, how we've navigated them, how we are navigating them, and kind of like the Buddhist take on this. So yeah, we're here physically. We're at my house in Melbourne. I'm physically away from my home in Malaysia, away from my family and Nalanda is also physically away from home yeah I'm renting her space so that I can just speak openly about my parents and the relationship that we have so yeah thanks Kema yeah no I think it helps to have a like that distance for me it gives it, it makes a huge difference like and it helps me see things more objectively as well or um in a different light I think we can start by talking about kind of like what is what our relationship with our parents is like. Yeah, what's that like for you? So my mum, being an Asian mum, she has her own concerns and protectiveness over me as an only child as well as a as a woman as well. So she would be a little bit more protective, a bit more sort of helicopter mum at one point, but then she's eased off um, quite. Quite recently, she's eased off in my twenties.、Um, with my father being a Western man, he's Australian. He is a bit more at ease with how I go about my day, or like doing things independently, or planning things. I think he's very, very supportive of the direction of where I want to do what I want to do.、Um, but he does have his own concerns as well, and he has his own ways of voicing those concerns. But maybe not as protective as my mom. Yeah, I think my mom has a hard time, like. Knowing the boundaries of what what to say or what what kind of topics you know I want her to be involved in and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's all about just communicating. Yeah.、Mm. What about you? Yeah. So my mum actually passed away when I was nineteen.、Mm-hmm. Um, but our relationship was very very cool, man.、Mm-hmm. It was like I think especially towards the end of her life,、um, when I was kind of maturing, it. Kind of transform into this like spiritual kind of friendship because she was practicing Buddhism way more seriously and、um, earlier than I was, and she kept trying to get me into it, but I wasn't into it. I was like, you know, just going through like adolescence, like not into all the spiritual stuff. But I think when I started soul searching, and it was like, oh yeah, mom's practicing this, and then I kind of got into it 
on my own and then we started practicing together mm-hmm. it really changed our relationship like it deepened it so much and we would talk about so many things like death and life and suffering and all of that and it was really cool like she, if, yeah she yeah. must have been your best friend or you she, must have been we, her best friend as well yeah and i think because she was because she, she passed away because she was sick when she was sick it was really nice to have that friendship and for her to be able to talk have someone to talk to about this stuff and who is a family member i think that was really cool yeah um yeah man that's a blessing yeah yeah it, really it was is. really cool um and with my dad <laughs> my dad <laughs> Our relationship is very interesting. I think we are both strong characters. And we're both... Like, I am my father's daughter. Mm-hmm. In the sense that I am very strong-willed and headstrong. And we're both kind of a bit like cows and or bulls. Like, we will go against each other. Oh, okay. Like, head to head. Fire and fire. A bit, yeah. Because of that strong will. Mm. Um, so... Our relationship has evolved a lot. We are close. It's evolved a lot, especially in the past two years. Um, definitely very different from how I was with my mom. And I think also the gen- gender difference plays a role. Yeah. You know, when you're a daughter yeah. to a father. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're close, but I think it's a different kind of closeness. Um, and I think quite similar to how, you, how your mom is with you, maybe. Mm. Quite involved. Yeah. And I really value my independence. Mm. And sometimes that's challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Has that evolved or changed somehow from your childhood? So what was that relationship like when you were a child? I think with my dad, when I was a child, it wasn't so much of a problem. I think it was always fun. Mm. with dad he is a very fun person but i think when i started going through puberty start forming my own opinions started wanting to do things that the way that i want them then i felt very like maybe i felt a bit stifled Mm. um and and right now as well it's like as an adult like you know i have my own life and the way that i want to live my life and that's not necessarily the same as how my dad lives his life Mm. and sometimes it's yeah that that is challenging um but yeah i've had to learn how to navigate that um over time yeah especially without your mom's support Mm, yeah Mm. yeah and i didn't really realize that i think like the difference for a while because i've I've been living abroad Mm. for so many years but last year when i had to go home uh, sorry, last two years when I had to be at home and live in a household where mom wasn't around anymore, like longer than a week. You know, usually we go home for the holidays. It's like maybe a month at most mm. or, or two months. Mm-hmm. But being there for two years, it's essentially like you've moved back home and it's like your family dynamic is different because your family, sh- like your certain family members are not there. My brother was overseas as well. So that can be challenging when it's just me and my dad yeah what about you childhood i grew up with my mom so i grew up in bangkok Mm. with my mom and we had a great time as well she we we always say we're best friends um 
and she's very very involved and we would always do activities kumon whatever it was music lessons after school i would be doing extra um extra curricular activities and so a lot of it was just fun i had a lot of fun and i felt like she was always there and therefore she's my best friend and and i would always follow her advice she was always like the guiding light mm. and she's so wise and so experienced and so um she was like a super mum in my eyes she's just because she's essentially like a single mum at, at that point right she wasn't like a single mum a single mum but she yeah. was raising me on her own yeah in bangkok in like pretty strange side of town sometimes <laughs> um so i felt like she was very strong very capable very independent and i wanted that for myself in in adult life so i modeled uh, my life from hers yeah mm. so do you have expectations obviously maybe with your parents expectations with my parents. Of my parents now to understand you or maybe i think i definitely have expectations of them to be supportive in mm. what i do and it's like showing me love in my in on my terms mm. and i i think you can understand cuz like mm. especially asian parents is like you know they scold you but it's actually like they do it out of love yeah or at least they say that's out of love yeah and for me it's okay cool cool that you love me <laughs> but like it would be also cool if you showed it in a way that is more that i that, i don't know in a way that is more palatable palatable mm. for me so like uh how do i put this yeah i i guess just the expectation for for my i guess like yeah my dad to be a certain way like he he's like typical asian i mean not typical he's he is an asian dad and he is a businessman he's very strong-willed um he's a very strong person and i think sometimes it's like in malaysia they say that our generation is kind of like the strawberry generation mm. cuz we're easily bruised we're easily like we're very sensitive right and then the generation before are kind of like the durian generation very <laughs> spiky very strong very tough yeah so for them it's like things that it's just like an intergenerational issue it's like things that are not are tough for us they don't see it as tough or it's kind of just like suck it up like yeah. like why are you being such a baby and i think when you have that kind of mindset it obviously translates into words and actions that that can be maybe like more rough mm. i think people who are listening who are like asian with asian parents can probably relate and that can rub me the wrong way cuz i think yeah i just respond to a different kind of language mm. um quite gentle maybe it's my temperament as well so i think where i struggle in my communication with my dad is when he might say it from love he might have really good intentions but to me this is what it sounds like it sounds like you're scolding me it sounds like you're criticizing me 
mm-hmm. and I can't deal. That's like it's kind of like a tough pill to swallow kind of thing. So yeah, so that's kind of one thing that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Very similar, I think. Um, my mom's very serious and very intense. She's like, I'm serious about life. You know, don't blame me for that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's like there's the, there's a reason why I'm here today, being successful at certain things. It's because I'm in Thai. It's called Jinjang. Like I'm serious about stuff. And Jinjang. Yeah. Oh my god! In Mandarin, Jinjang is like nervous. Oh okay. It's like the opposite. High voltage. High voltage. Intense. Yeah, intense. Jinjang. Oh. Jinjang is like yeah. I'm serious. Mm. So double down on whatever. And I feel like maybe I just want to be gentle. You know? Can we have a gentle relationship sometimes? She. I don't know. I think it's maybe just the dynamic. The sometimes she wants to be gentle, but at other times I want to be like the timing is just a little bit off. Sometimes um, I have expectations for them to give me space. I guess that's the only expectation these days now. I don't have too much of an expectation. Otherwise, I feel like I'm just gonna get let down, yeah, just disappointed. Yeah. And the more expectation, the more disappointed, and the more dukkha I'm gonna experience, the more f- suffering. Yeah. Essentially, because some days it works, some days it doesn't work. Yeah, I think. I definitely also have that expectation for space, especially. I don't know, man. As an adult now, you need it. Mm. Space is so important for me. It's like mm. space to be my own person, just yes. to make my own decisions. Yes, I think that's very. Ch- it's very tough for ch- to, for parents to let that go. Yeah, to let go because their their whole lives, your whole life, mm. they've been making decisions for you. It's yeah. their. It's been their duty. That's how yeah. they express their love. Sometimes they feel like it's an investment. They've invested this time for this child to be a certain way. Yeah. Invested in their education, yeah. money, like the whole shebang. And then all of a sudden, the child is going to throw that away or put that in a different direction. They're like, oh, no. Yeah. So I think they have expectations of you. Mm. Um, and it causes disappointment for both sides immensely, I think. Yeah. And I think... I think you spoke a little bit about this in the previous episode of like, there was a lot of pressure for you to do your PhD mm-hmm. because both your parents were profess are professors, yeah. um, and I think it's kind of a lesson as parents quote unquote grow up mm. with their children when when children like become adults and they start forming their own identity, they have their own dreams and their own wants and their own goals and their own values and priorities and that doesn't necessarily align with what parents mm. want for their children mm. and how do you reconcile those differences? Like, mm. I think to a degree parents have to learn to let go mm. and understand that, okay, this is my child but they're also an individual mm. and they have autonomy and they have their own life to live and hands off. Yeah. Like I think there has to be a point or it can be a very gradual process where they learn learn that. Mm-hmm. And I think that was that is the part that is a, is painful and quite a struggle. Yeah. For a lot of families and for a lot of parents and children. Yes. Yes. Um I think theoretically she understands that. She's she she has said many times to other parents too like you don't actually own your children. You know, you can raise them, but their feelings are their own. Eventually, you'll see them morph into something else and grow as an individual person. But the practical side of it, the, the practice of letting that go, very, very difficult. Mm. And I've seen other... I've seen, like, um, 
a post of a Facebook post of my teacher from high school. Now she has children, and she had a really interesting post about saying the growing pains, seeing seeing her children change her, their personality mm. from being these little sweet mm, kids mm. to then being like these preteens. She's like so hurt by some of the things that her children has done or said. Yep. She feels like, oh, they don't want to distance themselves. They don't want her to kiss her and kiss them anymore. They don't want like back rubs. They don't want like to yeah, do. Yeah. This distancing is just so hurtful for her mm. that she feels like she cries in like to herself to sleep sometimes because her children are growing up so fast. Yeah, there's this so there's this love, and she understands that she needs to let go. And then this phase is making them beautiful, but in a different way. But, yeah. but that's just so like stark and fast and, yeah. and real yeah so I, I think I sympathize now as an adult I look back and I realize yeah I, I kind of understand where all this like the grip yeah. there's such a strong grip on yeah. like, you as, and your identity I, yeah I think I used to take that so like personally or, or like I don't know like I had a thing with my dad where it's like no, no matter what I did it's like he almost sees me as incapable. Mm. Like, yes, same, 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 you know? same, same, same. And for me, that was like, what? What is this? But I think um, I had like a, a really nice conversation. I used to work in an empathy organization, Tribeless, and they had a conversation once. I think somehow we just, we started talking about parents and all of this because that's what I was going through at the time. And these people who were much older than me, I was probably the youngest there. They were telling me, "We really get it, man," but here's what it is it's your parents being afraid to let go afraid to see you as an adult Mm. as someone who is capable because they will always see you as a little kid like no matter how old you grow no matter how big successful whatever in your in their eyes you are still that child that they raised man right and i think when i when i heard that i was like oh yeah yeah and my mom always says, you know, when you have children, you'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm kind of starting to like, oh, okay. You know, mm. I'm starting to get a piece mm. of that a little yeah. bit just from reading what other people, because at our age, we have um, friends who are getting married or engaged or having a bit of, you know, having children or whatever. And yeah. I'm starting to see like people who I know struggle at this moment. Um, my high school teacher says just an, a very, very quick read. I'm struggling at this moment seeing my boys growing up and moving into phases really challenges me. This isn't new, mostly driven by anxiety. Them getting older and changing fills me with all kinds of worries, which I am pretty good at thinking myself through and disarming, but nevertheless, they are still there. Mm. And it um, there's joy in it, but at the same time, it's very painful. Yeah, and I think for parents, that is something that they have to learn yeah. as well to navigate. It's like a grieving process. It's like we're shedding skin, yeah. and they're like they're grieving onto that shedding of the the skin of that. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. Because you can imagine, like for eighteen years or whatever, mm. you have been their life. Yeah. You've been their whole life. Everything, most a lot of the things that they do, I think especially for Asian families, there's such a big emphasis on family taking care of each other. Like a lot of the things they do, why they work, it's to take care of you mm. so they, it's like their automatic default mode to think mm. of you like 24-7 like why aren't you home for dinner yet like where have you been who are you going out with it's like for your safety and well-being and then to 
to let that go is like mm. I don't know 20 years of like habits how do you it is kind of like a, a grieving I think so yeah I think so especially like reading this post um, from my high school teacher um, it's like um, she feels like you know at least now she can still hold the, the hands of her boys at bedtime and it heals her wound mm. I mean I, I read that and I feel like wow okay mm. there's definitely grieving there's definitely grieving mm. yeah yeah I mean don't <laughs> I think how I can relate to you know parents seeing you as a, a child I see my brother that way sometimes okay. my brother is like this six foot plus dude right he's like climber super strong like this bit like very popular got lots of friends like doing his thing but i will always see him as like little ryan little (laughs) he's so cute when he's doing stuff he's just cute man (laughs) like and i think i can like it's different because he's my brother he's not like my child or whatever right so i think as we are both growing into adulthood i can change and kind of empathize with him as an adult but I do still see him that way it's very hard to Mm. you know like as opposed to someone who's meeting him for the first time it's like oh wow this tall dude who's like in uni third year he's like I know him as this person because I don't have any past reference of him right Mm. but I think parents from zero to where you are now that's why that's so strong yeah and there's a lot of dhamma that you can learn from this kind of yeah the, the pain and the, the dynamics of this it's so yeah so real and it's so deep like yeah we were at the monastery today and we we're yeah. speaking to ajan and ajan says that um a lot of western senior monks mm. judge the practice of junior monks based on how their relationship is with their parents mm. because it's more difficult to practice with them than with anyone else like yeah. they're probably the most challenging Yes. I can I really feel that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The hardest times in my life has always been like yeah. some challenging bits with my mom. Yeah. There's something about there's something about that. Like I feel like if a friend does this thing, I can handle it, but if my parent does this thing, it's like Whoa, I just I'm just so triggered. Yeah, and they know exactly what buttons to push to make you triggered. <laughs> to say stay stuck, yeah. Um so if you're willing to share are there any some of the most like challenges that you've faced with your father? Yeah, I think living at home for the past two years, it was I think <laughs> living at home for the past two years after having been independent, like mm-hmm. for the most part. Losing your independence. Lo- it's like losing my independence <sighs> and becoming a child again and then Jesus. having this person like domineering kind of watching like oh what time are you gonna come home you know the typical all those questions and definitely it's from a place of love yeah they just want to know where you're gonna be who you're gonna be with in case anything happens but and i can understand i really can understand that but for me it's stressful Mm. it's like i don't have the liberty Mm -hmm. of coming home when i want yeah and just doing whatever like i have to have like a Almost like a set day. Yeah. There's a lot of limitations. Yeah. It feels like. And you don't have the same kind of freedom. And I think after having been quite independent 
the past three years, it was like, oh my god, I feel suffocated, stifling, so stifling. I feel just, and it's not anyone's fault. It's Mm. just the natural. It's just the circumstances of living together, and this is how my dad has operated for most of my life. And now I'm this kind of person, and I'm. I value independence a lot. So that was very challenging. And I think... Um, yeah, that was that was the main challenge for me. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I guess the same. And just communicating that. The thing is... Um, I know that I'll have to be living at home for a while. Yeah. And, and the, con- the sort of dynamic for me is a bit different. My father is of an age where he needs to be cared for and Mm. i feel like that's my role Mm. to do that so i don't see myself moving out or at least very far maybe like i buy the house next door or something and i'll move in next door but i'm not going anywhere very far so i know exactly that these pains and these challenges i'm going to have to face them head on i'm not moving countries you know yeah or if i go back to thailand it's only for a holiday and i'll come back and I feel like I definitely need to live with my mum. I definitely need to live with my dad. Um, I just have to make them see that I have my own space. Mm. I have my own time mm. of getting home. For example, today, like they keep telling me, when are you going? Like, are you, you know, it's time to come home. I mean, my dad has like texted me twice already. It's time to come home with exclamation marks. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, mm, you know, I have stuff to do. I have, I have this and that to yeah. do with my friends. You know, let me just, yeah. you know, I'll come back home. It's fine. My mom's like, oh, it's peak hour though, you know. You're going to drive yeah. home for peak hour. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that, yeah. Yeah. Except the, the, the weird thing is I'm, I'm actually seeing a lot of that in my boyfriend as well. So my boyfriend <laughs> is like, oh, are you going to be driving at peak hour? Really? Oh, yeah. Let me know when you go home. Yeah. But... It's just a little bit different. I think I just need to set boundaries, communicate my boundaries, let them know that I have things going on. I think they will get it and they have already shown a capacity to be able to ease off in my early 20s. I'm sure they can do it again. (laughs) I'm just trusting the process. Just then when you were saying like all the texts, I was like, oh my God, PTSD. It's like, (laughs) it triggers me because that that is the kind of thing that I'm talking about. And you seem really chill. No, I watch my feelings. I watch the triggers. Definitely. It's like, it's bubbling. It's there. Because but... I cannot deal. I will right. get very like, I'll ignore it probably. Mm. Oh, my dad's not listening. <laughs> like, I might ignore it. <laughs> um, just, you know, take my time to reply. Yes. But it's like on my mind. It's yes. like, you know, he's probably going to call me. Oh, that's yeah. so annoying. Like, But that's an example of your own defilement. Yeah. And I think Ajahn has tapped into that a little bit remember with you um like how your dad will always be there no your dad will not always be there but your violent your defilements yeah will always oh be there. i think he said something really hardcore to me one time yeah um i think i was just having a really really hard time this was when i was in malaysia yeah and then oh, he was just like your dad will die one day yeah but your defilements will not mm. unless you fight them yeah and it was just that one line. You know when it's like a one-liner? And it hits and it's like, oh, right, in the, right in the head, yeah. Yeah, and I think after that, I just kept thinking, you know, mm. my dad pissed me off or whatever. I'll just be like, oh my god, no, wait. Mm. He's not always going to be here. Yes, yes, exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think death is a good motivation, you know, when you think about it. Yeah. Do you want this conversation, this really hurtful conversation, to be your last conversation with your parents? Yeah. If they go out for groceries or, mm. and then something happens and you mm. never get to, like, talk to them and clear this up ever again? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. that's really hurtful. That's yeah. really shitty. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for me, knowing that I have to live with them and care for them and be there for them for the next 20, 30 years or wherever, or however long it is, I feel like I need to watch my own feelings now. Mm. I need to watch how I react. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how can you teach an old dog new tricks? Yeah. How can, how can you like expect too much of them yeah, to just yeah, like, yeah. fold and bend for you all this time? You know, just... That's right. That's right. I think that's part of the expectation also that I have. Mm. Sometimes it's like, why can't you change for me? Yes. Why do I have to change for you? Why do yeah. I have to adapt to your demands or whatever, like your ideals? Yeah. But actually, the reality is they're old and they're, they're I don't know, in, in Chinese culture, right? It's like you never bend. I mean, they never bend for you because they've been taking care of you your whole life. They don't owe you anything. You yeah. owe them your yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I can say all this now, but <laughs> I know myself. The moment, it's so holy crap! It's so hard. <laughs> it's so so hard. But like I said, you still need boundaries. So it's almost like fifty-fifty. You know, I'm gonna set my boundaries. Yeah. And okay, well, yeah. I won't like go hardcore on you, but there's yeah. a fifty-fifty here. I think it's definitely a skill. Definitely. How do you navigate these challenges? And it's. You know, I think the question, one of the things that I thought of when I was in Malaysia was like, there were so many times I was just like, I'm just go- I'm gonna move out. Like, yeah. if I can't go back to Melbourne, I can't go on living like this. This is actually like, I can't. I need my own space. And I think for me, the part of the rationale was like, it's not just, oh, this is so annoying. It's like, I genuinely believe that, um, you know, the people that you surround yourself with, like, it has an effect on you, how you, what habits you pick up, like, how you, how you live your life, right? And I think I was letting my dad's, like, vibes and just behavior get to me and rub off on me a little bit. Mm. And I think not having that space and feeling very cramped I was just this nasty person, man. I was just spewing venom. I think because of COVID as well, you just couldn't. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. Take so space out with the lockdown, you know, it's just high pressure cooker, man. Like just pressure cooker environment. And I was like, I actually need space. Like, and that was a challenge, right? Because it's like in Asian culture, you don't just move out. Mm. Like you don't. It's not like an Australian culture. You move out when you're eighteen. That's normal. Or you move out when you want. That's normal. In Asian culture, it's like, why are you moving out? What's wrong? Like, is everything okay with your parents? Like, there is like that stigma. You mm. don't move out until you're married, probably. Mm. And I knew that, and it was like, yeah, that was kind of like the choice. But to me, it's like the pros of moving out probably outweighed the cons for me at that point. Um, so yeah. I mean, it's either you move out, right? Or you learn how to navigate the challenges that you're facing when you're living together with them. And I was trying to do that because I kind of didn't really have a choice. Um, I mean, I did, but 
yeah, moving out would have been a whole big hoo-ha and would have been quite challenging. So Financially as well. Financially, and I think just, you know, the idea that, like... Because my dad is a single dad, and I'm only here temporarily, like, until I can go back to Melbourne. So it's like, you really want to move out? Mm. Like, no. even though you're not... Like, even now, it's like, why can't you just stay home and just, like, be patient and everything? Um, so yeah, how do you navigate that when you don't have the option of like, okay, I'm gonna eat. Um, I think you're super right, like setting boundaries. And that's something that I had to learn. It's actually a skill. It's actually a skill. You communicated that with your father, set him down. I think we've had, I think we just had so many conversations in the past two years Mm. about why, what is it that you're doing that's making me upset Mm. and why? I need you to understand because I think I'm not sure how it is with your dad mm. but um, I, I think my understanding of like Asian dads <laughs> Asian men they are very like you know don't talk about their feelings mm. are not vulnerable and everything mm. and it's like there's a lot of assuming going on on both sides it's like oh he's done this because right. he's thinking this and okay. but you know that might not be the whole story and I think with Asian Asian culture, it's always like, oh yeah, they do this. It looks really bad, but it's out of love. Mm. But you don't know for sure. And then, you know, if you're just not communicating that stuff clearly, it can go wrong. Mm. So I think we just had to have so many conversations. So much guessing. Man. Yeah, yeah, just to clear stuff up. <laughs> and also like let him know like why I'm upset when he does certain things. Right. And it's like setting those boundaries in those conversations and I think also yeah like just not communicating every single thing Mm. to your parents like I have problems with that like it is a habit for me to just tell my dad stuff I think just just from when I was young like always telling my parents everything but you know the more you tell them the more worried the more high voltage sometimes they are I think I've had to learn that. I'm quite amateur. <laughs> Probably a lot of people are better at that. Um, and yeah, um, you know, when they ask you a straight question, because you know, I'm trying to be honest, trying to keep the third precept, sorry, the fourth precept. Yeah. Um, try not to lie or anything, but still be, still be skillful in what I, what information I di- divulge and everything. Um. So that is a skill that I've had to learn. How to be skillful in my speech. Mm. What information to share. What not to share. And then... um, Relying on my friends for support. Instead of parents. I think that is a big one. Having a network. Yeah, having a network outside of your family that Mm. you can rely on. Because... Sometimes, you know, you want to go to your parents for support or your family. But it's like, it's just not a safe space. Hmm. it's not a safe space so who do you turn to you turn to your friends and I think as you as we become adults that is something that is going to be quite that's going to be a thing that Mm. we'll have to learn to do Um, and of course the other thing is setting physical boundaries oh my god especially like during the lockdowns Mm. how do I have space while I'm living in the same house and seeing this person every single day. 
how 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 do I find space and it's so challenging mm. and I always told myself like you know what I really just need to move out I actually just need to live apart from my family that's there's nothing wrong with that I don't see that as like I hate you guys bye like it's I acknowledge that I will just be better living apart because we just have different values for sure we have different lifestyles we just need space and i think our relationship will improve Mm. with this distance yeah you can love someone from a distance yeah yeah so now that i'm back in melbourne it's like i feel like i can be my own person and i've been saying that forever like i feel like i need to be away from home to be my own person live the life that I want to live mm. yeah I don't know like I feel like when I say this kind of thing to Asian like Asian family Asian family members it's like you're being selfish mm. I don't know yeah maybe for mm. me the dynamic is that I get the reverse stigma because I come from a mixed culture of Asian and Western I get a stigma of like why haven't you moved out (laughs) are you like dumb and poor and stuff (laughs) are you have you not graduated or like have a job or have a car are you okay why haven't you moved out what the hell and I'm like well I'm I'm Asian as you can probably tell I'm like no you're not Asian (laughs) you're white and I'm like no 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 I'm white no wait I'm Asian yeah so I I don't see the point of moving out even though I do it there are times when I'm packing I'm like I'm done that's it Whoa. I'm packing I've got my undies in my box <laughs> <laughs> I've got my suitcase out I'm done I gotta go oh my god I don't think I've ever reached that point yeah and I just I just sit myself down with my suitcase and like, <laughs> <laughs> already packed <laughs> in my room and I just sort of like We'll give this another go. <laughs> but I just have this suitcase ready. Yeah. But it's just a symbol. Yeah. And yes, I can go ahead and I can financially just go and rent some, a place. Yeah. And I have a boyfriend yeah. who has his own place. Yeah. And people are like, so are you crazy? Just, why are you still here? Why are you still at home? And I feel like I also need to really just push ahead and just um, get some clarity on this relationship. Because I'm not... The person who will 100% remove myself from my family. It's, it's a bit weird. I'm a bit weird. I'm an oddball. I just want to like, I see a challenge and I just want to like, I want to put my hands in it and I want to like get dirty and get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Which is kind of toxic in a way because <laughs> I feel like, okay, if I wanted the space, I could literally just like move to Thailand for a few months maybe and I'll come back. Like, I don't think and it's... And then that would be so refreshing. And then, yeah. oh... You know, you miss me. Yeah, I miss you too. See, we can be apart and I can function. I have independence. And I show them yeah. that there's this thing going on that I'm being an adult. Yeah. And there are also routines that I've like established. For example, driving and driving to places without consulting them. Yeah. I don't need to actually consult you. I'm actually going to an appointment today. I'll see you at five o'clock. Bye. And the more you do that, the more they realize, hey, she's got her own life, man. Do they? Okay. What is their reaction when you do that? Are they like, will they call you? Where no, no, no. So they're like, they'll text me and like, oh, what time will you come back? And I'm just respectful and I just say, yeah, I'll come back at um, maybe yeah. like after seven. 
Mm. And it's just about communicating because it, it is their house. Yeah. It is their car. Yeah. Um, and it is the love that yeah. is there. It's not like, shit, I want to interrogate you. Come yeah. on, let's go. What time are you coming home, man? Yeah. I'm like, it's just love. So yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll respect that. Yeah. And they respect me. But I'm creating a routine. Yeah. Sometimes I don't know where to go, but I'm out. I'm out, out. Because I want to establish a routine that I'm my own person. I've got friends to see. I've got things to do. But I'm sitting in the middle of the park, just like <laughs> pulling out dandelions. <laughs> Pulling out grass and going, what am I doing? <laughs> but I've established a routine and they get it now. Yeah. Um, I think it's just doing that, yeah. Um, That's really, and I, like, very admirable. Because I think deep down I know it's from love. But, like, mm-hmm. at the moment I'm just like, I'm so annoyed. Just let me live my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can stop and actually, like, you know, assess the situation and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I keep thinking there's a way out though. There's always like a way that we can still live together and still mm. be you mm. respect me, mm. I respect you. I, I feel yeah. like there's a thing that jigsaws can sort of like yeah. push into each other. Yeah. Even though the jigsaws don't quite fit, yeah. I'm gonna make them fit. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Really admirable. And it's hard work. Yeah. It's hard. I don't think it's toxic, man. I think it's the opposite of toxic. Mm. And as an Asian person I can understand like why you're doing this is philo piety and it's you just mm. want to take care of your parents you, you just want to do your duty as a daughter because they're elderly they do need your support yeah and it's compassion and love that mm. you stay behind mm-hmm. rather than you know you do have the option of living apart mm. but you choose to stay behind i think yeah. that's really amazing and to want to like face challenges head on man i need to learn from you man but mm. like not to make this all like beautiful i i do plan to like go on a holiday by myself for yeah two months and i'll come you back you need to yeah. <laughs> that's required yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, just to have space like yeah yeah so yeah that's probably part of how do you overcome these challenges yeah, yeah you, need, you need the physical boundaries even though um i might not have those physical boundaries maybe just take a holiday and come back that's the physical i think boundary. that's setting some physical boundaries yeah. just creating space for yourself mm-hmm. by the way if you need to come over anytime yeah, yeah, yeah. don't oh. sit in the pot and pull dandelions man that's leave the dandelions just alone like, no. oh and then i'm like oh this is <laughs> not that this is dog poo <laughs> what am i touching where am i here <laughs> dude you're so funny just sit on my amazing couch thanks man yeah. yeah um the more you work on something i think it's it's um i just have the feeling that things will work out and i've always been taught that even for the people that you don't really like all the time, you have to throw a bit of metta, a bit of compassion at them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and understand where they're coming from. Yeah, and I actually wanted to pull up this quote. I was listening to this podcast the other day. It's called Voice Hugs. Mm. And it's, oh, it's just my favorite because it's by my favorite YouTuber, Rowena Tsai and Vivian Van. And, oh, Rowena, she's amazing. Like, if... <laughs> if we had met like if she were in Australia you know doing uni whatever if we had met and she weren't like super famous and stuff I reckon we'd just be BFF but she started a podcast and it's really amazing please go and have a listen Rowena if you're listening Rowena if you're listening <laughs> there's season 2 <laughs> 
please come and chat with us um yeah listen to their latest episode episode seven i think and it's about the meaning of life and i think i can't remember the context oh yeah vivian brought up a book that she read the midnight library by matt haig and it is about i haven't read it mm-hmm. i've heard of it mm-hmm. it is about a woman who gets to explore what her life would look like if she had made different choices mm. and i think the yeah. the lesson from that is that because you are the same person you will face similar problems mm-hmm. or roadblocks mm-hmm. unless you change yourself yeah okay, okay, doesn't okay. matter Shit. about the circumstances i love that and so there's a quote from it and i wanted to bring it up mm-hmm. it is quite a revelation to discover that the place you wanted to escape to is the exact same place you escaped from that the prison wasn't the place but the perspective mm-hmm. and i think that's particularly potent for me because i've been wanting to escape malaysia mm-hmm. forever yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> to escape to melbourne but actually the problem is a perspective problem. Is my perspective. Yeah. Right? Because I so not go to Malaysia. That's right. It's like what I mean what you're saying, like with your situation, it's like when you see challenges with your parents, you wanna face it head on. You think there's a way that you can work this out. I think that comes from love and mm. compassion. So if I if I take on that kind of view as well, then you know, all challenges rather than being like this i want to get out of here mm. like there will always be a way i need to work on my metta man mm. yeah yeah i mean and that's what ajan says about metta like you know you can have metta for someone without necessarily liking them mm-hmm. like if he had to like them in order to practice metta like nobody could do that exactly it's very different like you can love them you don't have to like them yeah working on it showing compassion Mm. yeah Mm. and compassion for yourself as well in in the same breath i think yeah because i think sometimes and that's why i stand behind my decision to have physical boundaries it's like to to not live together because sometimes it really is not a good environment i mean for you to be in Mm. like it is a toxic environment you know if you live at home and it's just negativity every day like yeah just yeah and then that makes you become a more negative person. Damn, yeah, yeah, yeah. And not to say that everybody, you know, some people are strong enough to not be affected. They have enough inner strength, but I acknowledge that I don't. And I need to have that distance yeah. so that I can create more wholesomeness within me yeah. and build on that yeah. to become who I want to be. Yeah. I feel like you can love them but also acknowledge the toxicity Mm. and then love yourself Mm. take care of yourself in the same breath Mm -hmm. as loving them and having compassion for them it doesn't Mm. have to look a certain way yeah i think you know the asian mentality of like hi not living together you don't love them anymore 
that's not like that. Maybe that's just a narrow view of 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 what like yeah of what culture can do. Yeah. Mm. I think the idea that sacrifice means love, like mm. sacrificing your desires, mm. sacrificing your comfort. Mm. Um, There's too much to bear on one's shoulders sometimes. Like yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, There's a lot of dhamma, you know, a lot of dhamma. It is so to learn from like much. all of this. This yeah. is about childhood, it's about the memories, the fighting, the words thrown at each other, mm. the hurt, the, mm. re- the resentment, and then reconciliation, and then working on it, and then counselling. Mm. Like, dude, there's a lot of trauma, a lot of hurt. And because they've been with you since you were born, you've been with them for ages, your whole life. The most challenging. This is like the most challenging. There's so much mm. conditioned so many fixed perceptions you have of them and they have of you and then to be able to have this relationship for the rest of your life it's not like a boyfriend you know it's like you get sick of this relationship and break up with them but it's like I'm not gonna cut off my family I mean some people do I mean some people do but like I don't believe yeah I mean to each I don't know their to what own, extent but. I don't know what extent like people you know have to reach in order to feel like they need to cut off their family especially cut off their parents some parents are just like I don't know not not the right fit I guess yeah um, yeah you know some parents are like not meant to be parents and they're just like through social pressures I decide to have kids <laughs> I have a lot of feelings about that yeah. <laughs> a whole other conversation no, I see a lot of people who are not deserving of children at all because they don't have, know how to parent they're just like I'll have kids. And you know, we don't have a license for that kind of thing. You know, like, you want to drive a car, you have a license. Yeah. But now you want to raise a kid, you have you no license. You don't need a license. Yeah. Which is crazy, right? Crazy. Which is more... And you have emotional baggage from your own past. Yeah. It's like, if you haven't dealt with your own shit mm-hmm. and you have kids, you're just going to lay that shit onto them and then they're going to have shit and they're, gonna, they're just going to pass it on. Yeah. And then we have a whole population of like... Shitty people. <laughs> just... <laughs> And then we have a shitty leader. And then we have a shitty country. <laughs> and then climate change. <laughs> yeah. No, I have I have a lot to say about that. Yeah, it's probably maybe for a different, different topic. A whole episode, man. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, finish this with another Dhamma teaching by our, uh, our Ajahn. Who's, yeah. Who says that maybe the best thing you can do for your parents is share a bit of Dhamma with them. Maybe yeah, really. that's the biggest merit that you could do for your parents in this lifetime is to get them to taste a little bit of dhamma, maybe in their practice, mm. through meditation or have peace and peace of mind, that sort of thing. I think it's the idea of setting them on a, good a right yeah. or the good path um, after everything that they do, they've done for you. And the Buddha says this in the suttas, you know, the only way you can repay your parents is by establishing them in in generosity and yeah. wisdom and all of this even if you carry them on your shoulders mm. for a hundred years and you bathe them and you clean them mm. you will not be able to rep- repay them yeah. but you can repay them if you set them on the right path yeah. and I mean how have you been trying to do that have you um, peace of mind so 
de-escalating situations instead of escalating them. So I know now that there's like a way yeah. to maybe uh, the conversation could turn left or right. I decide to go right instead of left because left can be Hell. problematic yeah. and yeah, just like chaos. Yeah. Because I know now what triggers and what doesn't trigger. Mm. And I watch myself very carefully. I think it's about watching not the other person, but myself mm. and how I can actually control the situation. Yeah. Very manipulative of me, but... <laughs> but I think if you're doing it with good intention, yeah. being skillful, yeah. then it's okay to be use that manipulative power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Change yeah. the conversation. Yeah. Oh, mom, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Nadal versus Federer. <laughs> no, I think it's skillful. Yeah. You know how Jan was saying today about like a past incident of mine and we were discussing that and he's like, uh-huh. you know, it's probably good to just understand that they're, they're deserving of some forgiveness. Forgiveness. They deserve to be forgiven after since ev- ev- everything that done all that for you, man. Yeah, exactly. So there's a give and take here. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. like when I was just living at home again it was very hard to mm-hmm. adopt any kind of wholesome reflection yeah yeah maybe just take it's some just quotes so hard. And write them on the ceiling or something <laughs> it's just so hard because what i needed was space yeah 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 i mean i think i learned a lot mm-hmm. in living together and our relationship is better mm-hmm. now because we did have to have those conversations in order to understand each other i'm so glad that you went through that I'm glad, but it was so painful. It, it is. And but I needed to. Yeah. To, it was part of growing up. It's growing pains. Growing it's pains. part of it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it doesn't have to look beautiful. Yeah. And it doesn't have to look... Oh, we're in harmony 24 So Sometimes you have to have... I believe you have to have those conflicts sometimes. Raw, rough. Yes, yes, Because yes, it's yes, constructive. Yes. Yeah, my mom's like, you know, don't run away from conflict. Conflict is sometimes really healthy. Yeah. Um, like, not, not right now, mom. <laughs> I'm in the shower. <laughs> Can we have another conversation some other time? She's just like sticking her head through the door. Yeah. Don't run away from conflict. <laughs> Mom. I'm in the toilet. I'm shampooing. Get out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's what Ajahn Bomb said today, right? About mm-hmm. that's the best thing you can do for a parent, sharing Dhamma with them. I think I used to... I think, you know, we, we hear this advice a lot, but probably a little caveat is like, don't push it. Like, yeah. I, I have a lot of experience in pushing my dad, my family, my brother into trying to adopt Buddhism, Buddhism into mm. their lives. It's like, be chill about it, man. Like, yeah, you don't yeah. want to be preaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And remember to just be, you know, have right action, right speech all the way. Like, if they are not having it if you see that this is not the right time then it's okay yeah yeah and it's like and i feel like it's not even like convincing them to do stuff sometimes it's just peace of mind getting them to have a peace of mind in that moment and have some yeah. samadhi and not like chaos 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 yeah. chaos with you and conflict 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 yeah. with you and just like hey yeah just one still moment yeah one silent second is it's like that's dumber. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of like a gift. Absolutely. And you can give that to them. You're not... You're not um, creating unwholesome states of mind mm. for them. Perfect. Yeah. 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 So that's the way forward, guys. Yeah. 
I also wanted to bring up a little thing Ajahn Sumedho said. I think someone asked him, what's the kindest thing that you can do for your parents? And I think this is one of those like, whoa, he said this and it's like, whoa. The kindest thing you can do for them is not to create them. Mm. Do not create your parents. And what, you know, it's one of those things like, whoa, what do you mean don't create them? It means like, don't create them in your mind. Don't create a version of them that you want them to be that they cannot ever live up to. Yeah. So when, when you don't create them, then you receive who they really are. Mm-hmm. And that is how, that is the kindest thing you can do. No expectations. Yeah. Basically understanding that your parents are human too. Like, yeah. just because they are parents doesn't mean they are these perfect, amazing no. beings that will never make, make mistakes. mistakes. Yeah, they are. I think as we become adults, we recognize how hard life is and mm-hmm. how hard it is to be adults and have our shit together. Yeah. And our parents are no different just because they're our parents. And they're hurt yeah. from some other past that yeah. we don't know about. And maybe. if they haven't processed that, then it's going to spill out. And that's okay. I mean, it's not it's not okay, but it's okay. Yeah, so we can hold, our, um, hold their hands through it, maybe. Yeah. And guide through towards the light of Dhamma. I like that. I like that ending. meditation bell thank you guys for listening to parents are human 2 episode if you guys want to follow us on instagram we do have an instagram page called at youawake underscore podcast that's on instagram let us know your experience as well of your sort of childhood and parents and if you have any thoughts questions please send them through episodes come out on Spotify every Sunday. Thank you for listening, guys. Yay! I love this episode. Yeah, it was cool. Thanks, guys. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.